Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Ignorance Is This, a podcast all about a different way of experiencing cinema with little to no knowledge about it beforehand. My name is Scott Martin, and like a good neighbour, Oliver Deer is here too. Hello, I'm a really good neighbour today. It's been a while, hasn't it, Scott? Can I have some sugar from you, please, my good neighbour? Yes, let me just go get some. I've got you some, because I live really close to you right now. Real life good neighbours... I think it's time for us to explain our absence and why now it could certainly be possible that more Iggy's is on the way. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I know what you're saying because I, while you talk about it as if people don't know, I know because now we live together. We're living in a house. We share sugar. We'll probably make more episodes. Yes. So we, we had a couple of weeks off. How many do you reckon? <laughs> a couple of weeks is like... How many, like, uh, months? Many months. Many months. More than six months, almost. The last episode was Crimes of Grindelwald. So that came out last... November? November, I'm going to say, yeah. And what are, we're, at, we're right at... We're in the tail end of July. Yeah. Half a year, then. That's not good to think about. But um, but we're back now, and we're probably going to be doing some more, because we we are living together. Now, if you're confused about why the voices are weird... And how there could be a gap of silence between us is because we are <laughs> we're within a meter apart from each other, whereas normally we're in a studio. But we have to be really close because we're sharing a, a microphone. It's in my right hand right now. And for the rest of the show, I want you to think about the fact that we are about maybe about 45 centimeters away from each other. <laughs> Oliver's giving me direct eye contact while I'm doing this as well, and, I, and I'm not happy. I'm, I'm looking down at the Zoom. But if it sounds a little bit weird, it's because I, I quite literally have to give him the microphone interview style, which is not ideal for a podcast when, when we're not exactly professionals and we like to speak over each other a lot. Yeah, well, that's true. And anytime. Anyway, so then, the um, so now I'm in control. And while I'd be having lower voice we're going to be talking about a, a uh, some new movies. It's just the one movie, though, and we're really excited to talk about it. But, yeah, season two of the podcast is now upon us. We've yeah. got the same games and some new games. We're going to be doing some um, some old school classics, and we're going to be bringing a new one in today. Very exciting stuff. Hey, I've, got a, I've got an old segment. Uh, it's the segment where at the start of the podcast, we just talk about something completely irrelevant. Okay, what, what's your plan this time? I've had a little thought this week, haven't I, Scott? Oh, the thought, the thought. Yes, yeah, so genuinely, it has been six months, and I actually forgot that we do this. Yeah. Well, the, th- the thing is, because we've had such a long time, there's a lot of content that's come out and a lot of movie news, a lot of stuff like that, I'm sure. People catch up. People know this stuff anyway. A little thing that happened last year was that Disney bought Fox. I actually think this happened before our previous podcast. I think it must have. Mm. Or maybe not. I have no recollection of time anymore. <laughs> oh, I think we. I need to mention as well, just so people can love me a little bit more as a host. Um, I moved. We we moved into a house together, but Oliver stayed in the city that he was in, and I moved. I I moved a about a three hour drive different uh, difference, and um, and uh, left my job to do this. <laughs> so let's see how this goes. I sure hope that advertiser money is coming in. So who's sponsoring us today, Scott? Is it, is it, is it Apple? I hope it's Apple. Yeah, it's actually Google. Um, Google's involved this week. Shout out to Google. Um, fuck Bing. Oh, don't even get me started on Bing. Uh, anyway, so yeah, we, we I actually forgot the we do a thought segment, but yeah, let's hear it about this Fox. Um, anyway, yeah, so recently uh, Disney 
the powerhouse that it is bought Fox as if it needed more more properties. Our overlords, yes. Yes. And I was just looking through before some of the franchises it has. And now, Scott, now a little running thing, one of your running opinions is that a certain film is not a Christmas film. <laughs> what, could, what possibly could that be? Well, Die Hard. Die Hard, you say, is on a Christmas film? The world says it, yeah. <laughs> and the direct, and, well, everyone, but no, okay. Well, um, anyway, it's up for debate. I'm not, now, I'm not stating my opinion here. I don't even know if you know my opinion. I kind of play devil's advocate depending on which way the wind blows. <laughs> As whoever's gonna, whoever I'm going to create more frustration from. But I just, I just want to state a couple of facts, right? Disney, right? You know, they're making all these Marvel films these days. Yeah. They're making a lot of weird ones. Like, you know, things we never would have thought would get made into movies, like obscure comics. Guardians of the Galaxy was a prime example of that when that first came out. Who would have thought that that was the property that they were going with for their team-up film? You know, no Fantastic Four, no X-Men to play with. So they brought in the, the D tier, basically. And now look what that's gone up as. So, yep. Yeah. And they also... They do listen. I, w- I wouldn't say they bow to fan service all the time, but they listen to fans and they know what the people want. I think that's fair to say. Uh, example would be previous Spider-Man film. Oh, little spoiler. At the end of Spider-Man Far From Home, don't listen if you haven't seen it yet. Oh, spoilers for Spider-Man Far From Home. Yeah. They recast J. Jonah Jameson. But who's the actor again? What's his name? J.K. Simmons. J.K. Simmons. So he is playing J. Jonah Jameson again, just because he was such a good in his role in the first original Spider-Man films. And and you don't even have to be like directly involved in the Spider-Man property to be shadowed from the fact that everybody likes that cast. You know what I mean? Like enough time has passed where there's nobody on the planet that doesn't understand that everybody likes J.K. Simmons mm. as that. And they knew that and that's why they played with it. Yeah. So Disney know what the people want. And I'm just going to state some facts. So that's a fact. Disney won't know what the people want, right? Yeah. <laughs> Where are you going? <laughs> <laughs> You've been running for a little while. I love to see the destination. Yeah, so, so Disney with this new Fox ownership, they've acquired the Die Hard series. There's four or five in the series, I believe. The most previous was um, A Good Day to Die Hard. Is that the one with Shia LaBeouf in it? Might be the one before that. You're getting confused. Shia LaBeouf is definitely in Die Hard. It's another it's another child, oh, isn't the it? Back. <laughs> let me let me say why you're wrong. <laughs> I know that he's in Indiana Jones. Okay. No. <laughs> <laughs> I know that he's. In, I thought I thought that he was. I thought that he was Die Hard's kid, but it's because of the media poster in our media room. Yes. So Die Hard's kid is in a movie, but it's not Shia LaBeouf. You were thinking of Indiana Jones four. Who do you know the kid in? I don't know who it is, but it's not Shia LaBeouf. You're wrong. Sounds like I don't like him as well. <laughs> anyway, Disney owns Die Hard. Now, Die Hard seems pretty much like a dead series. I doubt they'd make something. But if they had to make something, I was trying to think like, what would they do? Bring what? Bring Bruce Willis back for one last time or something? Like, how would they make it interesting? Bring him back, baby. Bring him back full circle to the first one. Set it during Christmas. Disney. Why is that anything to do with the first one? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like it has nothing to do with the first one. A true climate change denier here. How <laughs> day doesn't acknowledge the climate of Die Hard One was snowing during Christmas, <laughs> which is why people would call it a Christmas film. Uh, um, I reckon. <laughs> 
There is, I would put money on it. I'd put money on it to say Disney will make a die one more Die Hard film. Maybe they'll make if they and if they do make a Die Hard film, it's going to be Christmas themed, and there will be in that film a reference to Hey, is this situation Christmas themed? And <laughs> like you know, they'll be meta about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, there will be a character in there who's like. I don't really like Christmas. And then another character's like, I really love Christmas. Everything's about Christmas. You're like, not everything's about Christmas, dude. And then Die Hard will shoot them in the face. (laughs) Yeah. You know, his classic catchphrase, shooting people in the face. Now, whether you're a a Die Hard Christmas denier or not, Scott, do you believe there's a high chance of that happening? Yes, I do. I think that Die Hard is is a popular franchise. The first one is a classic, apparently. You know, Bruce Willis is available, but if he doesn't want to do it, there are other big name action stars now like Dwayne Johnson or something that would happily take over. And I think that as long as they'd be comfortable with developing a new one and the climate that we're in now, it could be it not just a shameless cash grab like the other ones have been and it could be in the direction of something a bit better mm-hmm. now that now that time has passed and they've settled on what direction they want to go in. But I don't think it will be Bruce Willis. Is he getting too old now? Yeah, he's he's pretty old. But he, he was pretty old in the previous diehards as well. I was trying to think, is there any like bold young actors? Like, because Bruce, Bruce Willis, he was maybe like 30 when he did Die Hard. He wasn't super old. He wasn't super young, that's for sure, yeah. Bold and young. He's not a tank, but um, James McAvoy gets bold a lot in a lot of his films. He's been bold in Split and in X-Men. That's true, and he's opposite Bruce Willis in Split or in uh, Glass. Now, 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 I'm just questioning whether Bruce Willis was bold in Die Hard. Bruce Willis, bold. Wait, Die Hard. Tap, tap, tap on my iPhone. Uh, iPhone using an iPhone. Apple <laughs> hire us. Oh shit, he had hair in that film. Okay, it doesn't matter oh, okay. whether he's bold or not. All right, great. <laughs> okay, cast anyone. Cast Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> Anyway, we watched a movie this week, didn't we? Yes, we did. We watched a movie this week. Yes. Movie about toys. Oh, of course. It's toy season. Yeah, toy season. Toys ahoy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. And we're going to talk about... A new favourite toy film. Yeah, a new favourite toy film. And we've really been looking forward to this... This toy film. Yeah, it's been a long time so, coming. Um, we're we're just gonna we're gonna do a mostly um non-spoiler discussion because we know a couple of people haven't seen this film. Yeah, it's still it's still relatively new. It's still available to watch in cinemas now. So and we know you know it's a big big part of a lot of people's lives. So we don't want to spoil the the ending. Yeah, I guess it's a part of some people's lives. I suppose it's I, I thought it was kind of niche, but um, I mean, that's just me. I'm ignorant, aren't I? I don't know. A lot of I don't know what's happening with the cinemas these days, but we are going to keep our our conversation a bit vague, more talk about story structure and characters we like and things like that without being too um. No specific uh, moments. No specific moments. Could be spoilers. Okay, let's move on. Make sure you're holding the microphone because sometimes I can't really hear what you're saying properly. Anyway, yeah. So okay. I'll so, bring it. I'll so bring this, it close. This week we're talking about Child's Play. Okay. So oh, yeah. what what were your thoughts on this film? I thought that it was it was very good. It's not it's not a hundred percent the most perfect film. There are some there are some issues that I have with it, but um, I came out of it certainly one emotion was was absolutely blasting through my heart and my mind. Like I I was I was absolutely 
Yeah, well, I was scared. Yeah, <laughs> I know, I right? Was... There were some scary parts. Yeah, um, I, I, a lot of people would be telling me it was it was quite scary, and you know, I went in thinking, oh, am I gonna be shocked at any revelations? Or you don't want any nightmares? No, I don't. And 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 as I was going through, I thought like there was one scene where you know the toy was in the back of the car. And I, I remember that part. <laughs> yeah, and and I was just, oh, I was so tense because I knew it was gonna get into the front seat. Yeah, obviously, because yeah. and then, like you know, there there could be, you know, because because the toy is sentient and can move around. Yeah, yeah. There's absolutely the possibility of the toy like driving the car, and they and you know, and it does. Yeah, it does. <laughs> I can't. I couldn't and, believe it. And when it did that, I was like, I. I that okay, that was a bit scary that scene because I really cared about the character. Yeah. <laughs> of course, of course. I was like, Oh, I'm not sure if this like breaks you know, breaks the law like the L O R E not the L A W, but oh it might break the law of like what's been established. But man, when that when that toy started driving that car, I couldn't I was just so frightened. Yeah. <laughs> and how how much does there was some good references. Like, how much does the toy love his owner, Andy? <laughs> like, how much does he love his owner, Andy? <laughs> Heaps. Oh, God, he it's... can't stop talking about him. <laughs> and it's like the driving force for the entire plot, really, isn't it? Yeah, it's because... it's all revolving around that that relationship with with that human. Yeah. Yeah, Andy. <laughs> Well, I think it was interesting because I've never seen the originals. I've heard they're really good. Yeah. But this this one did, like, I felt like it, it brought something new to the game that the that I know I know a little bit about the originals and how they were a bit more um, demonic. That's, yes, they were. Yeah. 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 Uh, but in this one, it's more of a, well, it's a bloody episode of Black Mirror, wasn't it? Because the toys are all moving around. Yeah, they're all... It's weird because it's in this world where toys are not supposed to be sentient, but they are. So, you know, the new toy. The, well, he's... Because we, we say he's new. He's kind of, He's different from the old ones, right? Yeah, completely different. Yeah. A new character. Yeah. Um, yeah, 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 but... Now, a big problem I had with this, this character was we're supposed to believe that the owner loves him, but he's so ugly. <laughs> <laughs> Do you agree or like, I thought he was pretty ugly. He, he is pretty ugly. It's just, it's just a combination of like other, you know, bits and pieces. doesn't look like it's formed its own kind of like identity. It's kind of just like a mishmash of, of other things. Yeah. I, I would agree. Um, so what do you think of like the, the other toys? I thought the, the big issue that I had with the film mm. was that, there was, there was seems to be a particular focus on one particular toy, and not many of the other toys. You know, because there there are other toys. They're just they're around, but the camera don't seem to be on them too much. You know, it it seemed to just be focused on like what's this toy up to, and you know, like what kind of like crazy things is this toy getting up to? And there's all these other toys that's like you know we've learned to love them, and then and then what are they up to? I mean, they're in the sequel, right? Like we are oh, we've seen them in the sequel, yeah. and in this it's just like either they don't show up at all or just a mention. 
Yeah, like they're just there, but like as like an ensemble, like oh, they're in the back, you know. Forget about them; they'll be they'll come here when they're needed, but they're never really needed. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, you could you could have used them a little bit more, especially because everybody in the whole world who loves who loves this movie, this franchise, knows that they're fun, and you want to have a chat with them and have you know you want to see what they're up to. Well, yeah, yeah, fun in that macabre sort of way where like, haha, we as the audience understand it's fun. But, you know, for the characters, it's obviously quite a terrifying experience watching these toys come to life. Come to life. And potentially, you know, as we saw in that in the, the scene where they jumped out at, mm. at, the, yeah, at yeah. the old woman. Yeah, when they jumped out and every, and that old woman was like, holy shit, what the, what the hell is what's going on here? These toys. I can't believe it. Yeah, because they didn't think toys could come to life. But they can. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so I think, like, I guess um, one thing maybe surprised me, having not seen the trailers, is that when I went into it, it was, you would agree, light-hearted, more light-hearted than I expected, anyway. Yeah, a lot of the promotional material was, like, kind of, like, poking fun at the whole situation and, you know, just having having a bit of fun with it, which is, you know, what we, what we were kind of expecting, you know, with it being the kind of film that it is. Yeah, yeah. and, the, I mean, the kind of film that it is you'd be expecting, um, you know, probably a bit more blood. Uh, hmm. <laughs> the death scene was gory. <laughs> yeah, man, those, those breath scenes were boring when the, when they were alive and they were breathing. Um, that was, you know, there were some, there were some boring parts when they weren't actually talking. They were just, they were just breathing. Yeah, that was boring. Yeah, and when you know the character when he was on the ladder breathing, and then you think nothing's happening, but all of a sudden, he gets pulled down, and you know, obliterated by a lawnmower. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When 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 the character is you know, riding that motorcycle about to, you know, do that big distance jump. Yeah, yeah. But then, but then oh, he, you, sorry, you he call falls it a down. Yeah, I call it a motor. What did you call it? A, a, la- mo- a mower. Like a, oh, like a mower. Well, mower, motorcycle. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I see where the confusion was yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, he falls down yeah. and then like falls over a bit. Yeah. Well, yeah. Head, head removed. Yeah. But I, I, and I thought, you know, congratulations. Good on them. Good on them for like, not not you know you're not pussying out and doing like a pg version you know they really went they really made you feel they yeah. really made you shock there was a lot of mutilation in this film wasn't it yeah so what what were the like the mutilation what what mutilation did you enjoy yeah so do you remember the part when they're at the um the really populated area and there's a lot of eyes around so they have to be kind of like subtle with what's going on right Yes. Okay. Yeah. So then, um, and then that w- some of the characters they don't like that the um one of the other toys is um in their little spot. So then they start like kicking that toy in the head. But then, the the toy sentient toy murderous as ever get presses a button on his shoulder, and then suddenly this big dome starts coming across his head, and it completely mutilates the other character's foot that's trying to kick him in the head. It traps the foot. Yeah. And it was more than feet. <laughs> no, I know. It was entire body split in half. Sometimes, I guess. 
<laughs> but often, um, and, and this is why it fails as a horror film. Um, some of the the horror elements and the scary scenes were undermined by comedic moments. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. It was it was a lot funnier than I was expecting it to be. I was expecting it to be straight the one genre, and then it, it turned out to be a lot funnier than I was expecting. Yeah. One of the sort of moments you sort of giggle at is when they self-reference themselves. The toy says, what do you want to call me? Um, and, and Andy says, um, I'm going to call... I'm going to call you Han Solo. But then the toy's like, no, my name is Chucky. And and that's kind of funny because it references the previous one where he, that's his name. Sorry, my phone just started going off. That was a weird song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was weird when um, when when the little girl brings home the toy and she's like, this is my little friend, Forky. And all the other toys are like, oh, that's... Hang on, how is that a toy or is that just a piece of trash? And uh, that, was, that was so wild. Anyway... So would would you say that you had a favorite moment of of the of the movie that we saw together? Uh favorite moment. Hard to choose cuz there are so many. <laughs> definitely definitely it was um the the first um the first death scene where um when Chucky does stab that man in the face uh with a knife and says, you know, that's for Tupac. That was probably you know for my most laugh out loud moment. Oh, S- Scott, I I was just turning around for a second and noticed you've gone. Can you come back for that part of the conversation? Oh, sorry, I just ah oh, I had a call. I had a call to make. Sorry. Yeah, super unprofessional of me. What were we talking about? It's Our crazy favorite. How, crazy how we're in the same room, but I just like <laughs> just, just completely. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so what were we talking about? Our favorite moments of the movie? Yeah, the the moment I just mentioned with where he um. He, um, you know, he, he got him. Yeah. I mean, he got him. Oh yeah, so that was that was crazy because there was definitely the moment when you think, oh, that that thing is going to be the villain, but then you know, there's that there's that moment when actually you the characters looking down, going, ha ha, gotcha, like you were just saying, yeah, got him. But it was a, it was a girl character. But then you know, it turns out that you know she just wanted to be loved, and it was really like sweet. And it turns out there's no. There's no villain twist, you know, like the other ones have been. That was really cool. There was no villain, absolutely, like no, like bad anything. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I don't know what you're saying. Sorry, I just, I just uh, was p- picking at my ear. I've got a lot of uh, earwax at the moment, and just picking while you were saying that. Yeah. Um, when, when, what, yeah. What were we saying? It was uh, the, uh, the villain. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I, I definitely think uh, a strong villain. It was definitely a strong villain. Yeah. No villain. Yes, absolutely none. Okay, um, well, should we give a, like a final rating like we normally used to do? Yeah, yeah. so um, I, uh, overall, I think um, it was you know, a fun film to watch with friends. It had a couple good moments, you know, the face stabbing, uh, that sort of thing. But um, I think at the end of the day, I'm probably going to just give... A, uh, I think it still followed a similar plot line, so I think at the end of the day, I'm just going to give Child's Play a 6 out of 10. <laughs> yeah, well, okay. Well, I, I I don't know exactly what you're talking about there, but um, I'm going to give the, the sweet, loving, um, extremely wholesome, and what thought was to be completely unnecessary, but turned out to be an, a, a wonderful addition to the franchise, the Toy Story 4, a, a very solid 9 out of 10. Absolutely. That was great. I love seeing Woody and the gang, you know, all together. But, oh, you know, maybe maybe they're not anymore. Oh. <laughs> anyway. All right, so we're back with Season 2. Yep. Where we've got new games. Is Season 2 of many TV shows the better season than Season 1? 
often not. It's often like a really, you know, the writer has a really great premise for the first series. It does well, but they don't really know what, how to follow it up. I take, I, I hear you, but I disagree. Let's, oh. let's think of um, Parks and Recreation season two had a better than season one. Let's think of Stranger Things season two. I disagree with that, <laughs> but um, um, uh, Breaking Bad season two is better than Breaking Bad season one. Okay. Community season two is better than Community season one. I think for shows that are good overall, they have a good consistent long run. Shows, but a lot of shows that don't do well, their first series is good. That's why they get the second series. That's true. But they fail and we don't remember them. Mm. <laughs> well, everybody remember to like, comment and subscribe <laughs> so we don't fade away like we did for the last six months. Um, anyway, I thought we'd, we'd bring a little kind of a, a new sort of game and I thought... Um, we just, what we're going to do is, it's similar to the Rotten Tomatoes game we previously played, except um, what we're going to do, I'm, I've, I've got some reviews online of the movie Toy Story 4, which is, you know, something maybe we'll get to in the future. And, um, you know, what, what I watched this week, which was um, Child's Play, the, the reboot. So I thought like I'd get two, you know, they're kind of similar movies, I guess, both are by toys. I can see oh, I can see the connection. Yeah. Oh, they were both about toys. Yeah. Oh, okay. So it might be oh okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's weird that we're talking about Toy Story for twice this week, but yeah, oh, okay, forget about it. That's all right, that's alright, that's fine. That's anyway, fine. I do want to come back to Toy Story 4, I guess, because in the future. I do have some thoughts. I, um yeah, it was a great addition to the franchise, don't you think? I've, I've I've well and truly already spoken my piece about that, but okay. Let's go let's move on. Let's move on. So I've found some reviews online. And all you've got to tell me is, does this review relate to Chucky? I mean, not Chucky, Child's Play. I keep thinking of it as Chucky because that's what everyone thinks of it as. Um, so is, is it about Child's Play, the reboot 2019, or is it about Toy Story 4 2019? This sounds good. Let's do this. All right, let's go. First review. Overall, this is a fun 90 minutes. If you're into this sort of thing. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. I heard 90 minutes and I thought that's Toy Story because that's short. Right. And kids' movies are normally short. Yeah. Um, but but if you're into that kind of thing, that's got to be for horror fans. That, that's that's uh, that's Child's Play. Okay, yeah, that's Child's Play. Yeah, yeah, okay, you, yeah. Got right, you got it right. One ding for Scott. <laughs> okay, okay. Next one is, um, this movie takes what is convenient to it from the past but creates something different. Toy Story. Because... Um, as I mentioned in my earlier review, there are some things that were established in previous Toy Story films. The whole, you're not allowed to move, you're not allowed to speak to humans things. And they really go buck wild with it in this one. And they and they really, they, they push the limit so much to the point where it's kind of, you watch it and you go, nah, yeah, that's, yeah. I liked it when they weren't quite literally controlling the car. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, and and having that much influence on the world around them, I reckon that's Toy Story Four. It's a good thought, but you're wrong. Wow, really? Okay. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah it, that was Child's Play. I guess I haven't seen the originals, like I said in you know the review earlier that I haven't seen the other ones, so um, I can't comment. But okay, here's the next review. So one wrong, one right. Even though no one needs this movie, it's here, and the good news is that it's funny and imaginative, and in places, intriguingly strange. I'm I'm also going to go... Oh, you know what? 
Can you say that again for me? Even if no one needs this movie, it's here. It's And the good news is that it's funny and imaginative and in places intriguingly strange. Uh, I was confident that that was going to be Toy Story because the backlash of the fact that they were making a fourth yeah. when it so perfectly rounds up three. A very like popular I, like opinion is that, oh, one, two, and three of Toy Story were so perfect. Why do they need a fourth? And it's like, well, if they've got a good story, you should tell it. But, but, upon, because, because I've only seen Toy Story, mm. and I, I'm listening to these reviews with the knowledge of Toy Story in my head, I think I was ignorant with that, and I, and upon re-listen, I think that nobody needed, at any point, a, a Chucky reboot, so I'm gonna, I'm, <laughs> so I'm gonna go with Chucky. Uh, no. Toy Story 1, you should have trust your instincts. <laughs> I mean, I, I do somewhat agree because like, I was skeptical with it as well because I was one of those people that thought it was quite literally the perfect um, threequel you know, situation. But I, I, was, I, I really sat down and just thought, I don't think that Pixar would destroy their golden child if they weren't a thousand percent confident in it. Yeah. So when the development was announced and they showed the very first like trailer for it and you see that there's like a weird like fork creature to see something that isn't like a conventional toy that you buy or is, you know, built yeah. something that is to some person a toy. Does that mean that that thing is now sentient? And like it just it immediately in a, in a trailer that had no dialogue had a lot of people being like, oh yeah, I hadn't really thought about that. Maybe that's something that could be interesting because the people at Disney and Pixar know that that's, you know, they're smart enough to, to raise those questions and not just have a cash grab movie for something like this that everyone already knew was the perfect ending. So yeah. sure. They, they kind of ask a new question of their universe and like, honestly, they could, they could do this movie without bringing back any previous characters. Like they're asking completely new questions and just have the old characters there to answer them i guess next review the latest installment of this movie is perhaps the bleakest and most beautiful of them all <laughs> i wouldn't call toy story 4 bleak but i'm gonna go toy story 4 yeah you're right on that one okay good it, it has bleak moments yeah there's definitely there's definitely deep moments but in what way bleak bleak means to me like devoid of hope i suppose like at the end, it's not bleak, but there are periods where you suspect bleak is on the horizon. Okay, you've got your you've got your doll. What's her name? The the Gabby Gabby doll. Yeah, Gabby Gabby. There is a threat of bleak. Yeah, <laughs> bleak is threatening you with a knife, saying, "If you're not careful, I'm gonna let this toy die down here." <laughs> but you know that doesn't happen. It's a good ending. We're not talking about both movies this week, Scott. <laughs> anyway, okay, here's another one. This reimagining keeps a respectful distance to what has come before, but is very much its own beast and can totally be enjoyed as a separate thing on its own terms. Okay, okay. What am I? I'm at two correct and two incorrect. I think right yeah. now. Is this the tie? Is this the last tie break? I guess this is a tie break. Yeah. Um, realistically, mm. Child's Play. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I feel like that one was the most like 
hard to tell. It was the most vague. Like, listen again. This reimagining keeps a respectful distance to what has come before, but is very much its own beast and can totally be enjoyed as a separate thing on its own terms. It doesn't ever reference... I don't know. What 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 what, you, what makes you think it's child play? The the tell for me was reimagining everything. Oh, okay. Everything else though. That's why I, I I threw the mic back and I thought, ah, I've got him here. <laughs> it's child's play. But then the the words you know muddled around in my head and um, yeah, that that was a a tough one. And, and that's why I just like I just blurted it out. Child's play. It's got to be. I I I'm if I keep thinking about it, it's just gonna get worse and worse. Yeah. But I'm glad that I got that right. So I am in the lead now. Yeah, you can, you can, yeah, and you have the win. Oh, uh, hey! <laughs> I did want to just read you a couple of the other Child's Play things. Actually, actually, reading these reviews, it's very clear, like, people, like, just from reading the reviews and the types of th- things people say, is like, it's very clear that people go into Child's Play not expecting much, whereas people go into Toy Story knowing it's going to be good but really hoping it's going to be perfect. Yeah, uh, that's true. And Especially with the, the Rotten Tomatoes scores, the other ones is yeah. 100%, 100% and 98, yeah. I think, or 99. Yeah. And like, so you can tell like people like, with all the with all the Child's Play ones, they're like, they're kind of giving it a pat on the back for some things it does. Like, it's like, oh, you know, it did this all right, so I guess it's fine. You know, it's not that trash. Whereas in Toy Story, they're like, you know, there's this one thing that lets it down. Yeah. It's like, but you know, if, if it manages to carry through to be the perfect angel that it is. Yeah. Um, I say that. I just wanted to read a couple of the Child's Play reviews. They're kind of funny. It's not trash, but not an essential remake. It didn't surpass the original, but it was cool. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That was, that was a top-rated reviewer on Rotten Tomatoes' ah. review. <laughs> it was cool. It was cool. That's that's um that's about as um like researched as our podcast is. Yeah. It was fine. <laughs> well, this one take this one goes through many twists and turns. On its own merits, this is a fun and creepy slasher film with some gnarly kills and some tonal issues here and there. But, if you're a child's play purist, you're probably going to hate this movie. But, I'm not a purist. That's the review. Oh. I don't know. I don't know. It's so weird. It's like... I don't know. It's yeah. just very... It takes, it takes a couple of turns there. If you're a child's play purist, then you'll hate this. Like... Yeah. But... I'm not. And it's okay. Yeah. Um... And this is and this is another. This one was written by an old man reviewer, and it, he's like clearly just bitter that it's not like the same as the originals. Oh no! He's just written. I preferred Chucky being a demon possessed rather than a computer glitch, and bring back Brad Dourif as the voice of Chucky. Oh, come on, <laughs> come on! And can I give you one more interesting fact about Chucky? Yes, absolutely. I mean, I mean, uh, yes, the Charles Play film you know, that we both watched. You may have not known this, may not have picked up on it. So, uh, Chucky is voiced by Mark Hamill in this. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's, he's got a good sinister voice. Yeah, and I think you, were, you, you got distracted with what I said before um, when you were, on, you, you were on the phone or something before when you heard me say this. The Chucky character in this film, as we know, isn't actually called Chucky. It's called, um, I think it's called Buddy, but you give it a name when you own it. Like when you take it out of the box, it asks you to give it a name. So, Andy, the, the boy character, he says, I want to call you Han Solo. But then the buddy character goes, no, my name is Chucky. So Mark Hamill, who plays Luke Skywalker, is saying, no, you can't call me Han Solo. Oh, okay. I'm called this. I'm called something else. Ha ha. I see. Neat little reference. That, that's cool. I, I do like a little, 
a little jab like that, a little yeah. little poke. That's yeah. that's very interesting. Yeah. I like that. Um, Mark Hamill just has fun with things. Yeah, yeah. He has he has a great time. If if you want a fun follow, you want a here's a social media corner from Scott. Follow Mark Hamill on Twitter and um, Instagram. He has he has a lot of fun with like making fun of ridiculous fans and of Star Wars and things like that. Yeah, yeah he's a good boy. Um, new segment? No, old segment. Return of the Jedi segment. <laughs> this. It's uh, it's time for me to get mad again. Pet peeves. I'll give you. Uh, uh, we don't have the intro present, so I'll give you a new intro. Uh, Scott is mad. He's mad again. At the movies, he's having lots of pet peeves. All right. <laughs> I'll make sure to isolate that and use that in future future episodes. Okay. We're going to be talking pet peeves. I've got a list on my phone that is, I have still, you know, not been making podcasts for the last six months, but have been updating those lists. And I've got a new one to talk about. Can't be looking at my computer. Ollie's I'm looking not, at I'm my computer. Che- I'm not cheeking. He's cheeking. I, what I do is I, I write my pet peeve down and then I, I put keywords of that into Google yeah. and see if I can get like an official name for it. Yep. And it turns out there is one. This is called the Mid Battle Tea Break. Oh, okay. Yeah. Can I... You already know it. I, I, I could imagine what this might be like. Yeah. So this is word for word what I wrote down. Action scene, high tempo music, go into elevator where action stops and music is replaced by elevator music, then back to the old shit. Yeah. Okay. So there's a few variants of this because the mid-battle the mid battle tea break is what I see on my pet peeves, which is the closest to what I've got. But there's also a thing called the un- uncomfortable elevator moment, <laughs> which which is a specific focus on the music. But um, yeah, I, I just think that it's so lazy to undercut an action sequence by showing something that is silly and the fact like, like for whatever reason, these two characters can't fight in an elevator captain america has proven that you can fight pretty good in an elevator but it's i just think that it's very overused now my issue mostly is with the elevator because of the elevator music yeah but if if it's like another like random cut to them doing like something else it can be funny still but so i've i've got a i've got a list of um examples of this one of the greatest films of all time borat (laughs) (laughs) it's certainly one of my favorites it, even a film that's pure as Borat cultural learnings of America for make benefit glorious nation of Kagistan proves uh, even, a, even a film as beautiful as this isn't as flawless where it does have this scene That's an interesting one from Borat, which I did. I forgot there was any sort of action sequence. 
a naked action sequence yeah. as well. <laughs> I think I, I know I know what you mean. How it's specifically the elevator because the elevator is used a lot because they can have the little the elevator music, but like you can you could break this trope up with an interesting take on like how do we put them in a situation where they can't fight or like you know a genuine situation where you can't fight sort of thing. Now, yes, my pet peeve is the elevator. Unfortunately, there's not a lot of that that I could find. But I do have two more examples of them having interesting ways Mm -hmm. of breaking up the fight. Have you seen Blades of Glory? Uh, Yeah, but don't remember it. I love it. (laughs) I absolutely love Blades of Glory. I want to watch it again. It was from 2007 or something. What a great, what a great movie from its time. The only thing I don't remember about Blades of Glory is there's a moment where he nearly slices a neck off, and I hate that. I hate blades getting close to my neck. It makes me, it makes me scared to raise my head at the cinema. I'm mad that you brought that up because, <laughs> because I wanted to bring that up as a as an irrational fear of mine. <laughs> this film is the reason why I hate the idea of exposed necks. Yeah. Prime for cutting. <laughs> Just absolutely prime for cutting. Ollie and I have a thing where we can't sit too close to the to the screen at a movie theatre mm. when we go together. Now, that's not because of, you know, we've got to like, oh, our necks are going to get sore because we're watching a movie. We have to have our necks up. No, but it's because when we're sitting in the front row and our chin is so up t- towards the ceiling, yep. our necks are so exposed. Anyone with a box cutter... <laughs> Just walking down the aisle. Any movie employee with a box cutter who wants to to kill us doesn't even have to have force. Just yeah. just stick your arm out yeah. and walk. Any ice skater that wants to come in and do their little loop de loop trick that they do in this movie, they could come and do that right at our necks. <laughs> this is my new pet peeve segment. Just things that I don't like. <laughs> anyway, so so this is an example of it being used very very smart. I I would say. Let's have a look at this. supposed to be anyway rod serling jfk it's gonna make sense no 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 it'll be fine yeah it's late gotta get through that will farrell goes up to an escalator and his blades of glory get stuck into the escalator And then, but they're stuck and then he's just going up at a slow pace and then the villain comes behind it. We'll on it. His Blades of Glory also gets stuck in the elevator and they're both going up, like, you know, after they chase and Will Ferrell sort of turns around and go, Will Ferrell turns around and goes, oh, who are you supposed to be anyway? And, you know, they have a little little mid-fight conversation. The mid-fight tea break, if you will. Yeah, so a mid-battle tea break. Back to the action. Good. It's, this one is a bit more creative because they're using the theme of their movie, which is ice skating, I guess. You guess. <laughs> it's called Blades of Glory. How do we know it's not about glorious blades? Glorious samurai swords. Mm. Uh, last, last example. Another one of it being used for comedic effect, 
It's not the elevator, but it has the same elevator energy. Uh, Bridget Jones' diary. Hugh Grant, I think, and someone else that I've, I'm expected to know. Mm. You you know what he's seen. They're having a fight, yeah. and, and they're going from place to place, and it's ridiculous. Oh, now they're in this, and now they're in this room. don't like that one as much me neither I, I think that one just like they had to come up with something so in that in that one uh, Hugh Grant and Colin Farrell who's the person you mentioned before as you said you're expected to know them <laughs> I've never I've never seen it I know that Hugh Grant is in Bridget Jones and when I saw the example of this I'll admit I didn't even watch it the whole way through <laughs> So, but yes, that is Colin Farrell. So they they run into a restaurant, they're fighting each other, but then like a birthday cake get brought out and the whole restaurant starts singing happy birthday and then they start singing happy birthday and Hugh, Colin Farrell humorously says in a very clever joke, oh, happy birthday, whoever, because he's you know, very funny. That's very funny. Yeah. Um, and then they continue. He doesn't know the guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I think that one's less good because it doesn't play on the theme of Bridget Jones. It's not a diary-related joke, so you know that's how that's how I like my jokes peppered. Now, see, I I like the the Blades of Glory example because it it quite literally grounds them where they cannot fight, and the other two are for for the comedic effect. But at this point, it's been done a lot of times. Yeah. So enough of that. And I just I don't know why I can't find more examples of it because I feel like it's everywhere. Every comedy. Every every comedy with an action scene or every action movie that has comedic elements, yeah. they've got to go into an elevator. You know about it. As soon as I started saying what a mid-action tea break was, yeah. you said, "Oh, I know what this is." <laughs> well, I feel like I feel like maybe you can't find listed examples online, but I bet any fight scene you watch, you could find something like this. Yeah. As long as it's slightly comedic in nature, I don't think it would happen in. I know. It would happen in blockbuster action films, like, you know, Skyscraper, I bet, has something like this with Dwayne The Rock Johnson. That kind of film would have it. But, like, a, a, a film taken so seriously, I guess, wouldn't do it. I think one film that does this very cleverly, and we were talking the other day about John Wick and how they like to break some tropes, or, like, they like to take some action movie tropes and, like, twist them a bit, or, or either not just completely disregard them. They Their whole world is built around how at the specific buildings around the world, the Continental, they're called. If you stand in that ground on that property, then no blood may be spilled on that ground. As they say, no business may be conducted in the Continental. So if anyone steps foot on that property, they have to stop fighting. And that is used a couple of times where characters specifically head there just to like avoid a fight. I, I think that's a way where they do... There is one point where they have a big tea break fight by going to one of those places... But then they, they even sit down and talk it out. But they still want to fight. <laughs> that is a terrific example. I yeah. For it's been it's been six months since the last podcast. I don't know if I ever mentioned that I hadn't seen John Wick earlier on the show. But since I've moved, I'm now that franchise's biggest fan. It's so good. Okay, 
That does it. Yep. Season two, episode one, wrapped up. Yep. We uh, we had some goofs, we had some gaffes, <laughs> but it's uh, it's time to wrap up for another we episode. We reviewed Toy Story four. It was a really interesting one. It was a good you know good lighthearted start of the new season. Hey, thank you so much, everyone, for listening. If you like, <laughs> if you'd like to, um, why'd you do that? <laughs> Ollie just took a photo of me. Ollie took a photo of me. I don't know why. So if you'd like to get in contact with the show, you can head over to facebook.com slash ignorance is this podcast and leave a like there. You can follow us on Twitter at twitter.com slash ignorance is pod. And if you'd like to email us directly, we'll respond to any and all emails is ignorance is this podcast at gmail.com. Uh, shoot us a tweet, send us a message on Facebook or Google. And um, we're going to respond and hopefully, you know, bring your contributions to the show. So we're excited for a season two of the show, but not everything has changed. We're going to remain doing haikus at the end of each episode of the podcast. Probably my favorite bit of the podcast, if we could just get a compilation going of all the haikus that we've done, show off the the creativity of mostly me. Are you asking me to put that into this part of the show right now because i'm not gonna edit <laughs> i'm not gonna edit that in i'm not i'm really not um so but we you know we we thought that it would be a little bit different maybe to both do a haiku this time yeah. you know normally we do it on whoever's ignorant and uh, you know maybe maybe we'll just switch it up so yeah we're both gonna do a haiku for no particular reason yeah so you can do your haiku about what is it that you're gonna about our Toy Story 4, yes. I'm going to do my haiku right now about Toy Story 4. Okay, you ready? First Woody, then Buzz. Sounds like dildo names. Next toy. Named Adolf Klittler. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> That'll be the next toy. Since they've all got the theme of sounding like vibrator names. Okay, uh, your turn. <laughs> oh, here's Jesus. I can't top it. <laughs> it's my haiku about Child's Play, the remake 2019. Huh? What movie? What? Anyway, Child's Play remake 2019. Um, <laughs> mine, mine has actually similar themes to you. you you'll see. Oh. <laughs> okay, here it is. Never mind Buzz and Woody. Child's Play shows buzz saws slicing a dude's wood. Okay. Yeah, yeah, there are similar themes. <laughs> hey, maybe these movies aren't so different after all. Okay. Good night, Australia. Good night, Oz. <laughs>